Yes, I'm not pulling We're, a uh, Lewis here. I mean, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, no, we name names mm, on this podcast. Mm. Okay, well, good to know yeah. for later. He named names. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I was wa- I, I rewatched Seinfeld recently, as I do like every couple years. Yeah, um, they did not handle. Asian people very well on that show. Uh, I will agree. Yeah, they, there's a lot there's of weird, a lot of very offensive, not PC stuff on there. Um, particularly, which I love. I think for the most part, it's really funny. I still think it's funny. I, I think that uh, they may have overstepped a couple boundaries. My biggest complaint that um, I, I don't, I don't know how I forgot this, but the episode with Denise Richards with uh, uh, she was on an episode. Of yes. Oh, the one where she shows her cleavage. Yep, she's fourteen. Oh, dude, that is so awkward in that episode, man. And she's actually fourteen. Well, she's supposed to be fourteen years old. In that's the, right. In that's show. right. She plays Russell Dalrymple's daughter, and yes. he does the whole like cleavage peak thing. And I, the whole time I'm watching, I'm like, was it always this fucking skeezy, man? And yeah. It was. It was. And he's staring. George oh, he's staring fucking. He's, yeah, he's going full like don't look, stare into the sun eclipse kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you take a look and then you look away immediately. No, it's, it's bad. It's yeah, bad. they they. I mean, specifically, I think um, gay people were represented very oddly on the show. Yeah, the the Puerto Rican guy. I mean, who I who doesn't the wear the ribbon? I like. Who, I mean, he's hilarious, right? Yeah. Cedric, and I love Cedric that the, the gay guys are like kind of like thugs, kind of like they're a yeah. little like intimidating. They scare Kramer. Yeah. But, yeah, man, specifically Asian people were like, woo, like, there's some really bad stuff on there. Oh, uh, yeah. Just the way they make them talk. And... Yeah, I'm not going to not gonna try to recreate some of those, but I know exactly no. what you're talking about. Um, Kramer goes blackface in an episode. Yep, they covered that. They did the whole yeah. Native American thing. They had a whole episode. Yeah. Oh, my on. God. The, um, <laughs> the whole, like, uh, like rocking yeah, the, the yeah. cigar and store in New York. I actually, actually oh think my that God. pretty funny, though. I think the episode is kind of funny. Like, it covers it, but it does it in a, like, approachable, funny way. Like, it's not trying to make fun. It, it's the whole idea of comedy where, like, everything is allowed to be funny in that context. Right. You know what Which I, mean? I agree, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, if, yeah. if it's funny, I don't care. Like, I'm not offended if it's funny. Right. If it's funny, uh, as long as it doesn't intend to mean harm to anyone. Exactly. If you're doing it for the purpose of comedy, then, you know, let it be comedy. And if it's not funny, then it's not funny. And you tried, but, you know... Don't and intent asshole. has so much to do with it. Yeah. Like, if you're trying to be offensive, then it's not funny to me. Yeah, I'm immediately put off if you're just, you know, doing it for fucking, like, shock value or trying to be an asshole or something, so. Yeah, but it's it's interesting, like, how many, like, rewatching Seinfeld now and having watched so much of Curb Your Enthusiasm, like, how many storylines Larry reuses yeah. Curb. I need to watch that, man. I need, to, I need to get on there. You've watched it before, right? I've seen the show. I've, I've seen, like, like, best of and like the one skit i've seen a million times was uh i'm not gonna say it again obviously but larry david saying the n-word like oh my god he says it he says it but he's telling the story of the guy yes yeah (laughs) like he said it and like he didn't mean to say it but he's recreating the story and then um what's his name uh the surgeon gets like he overhears him, yeah, and they the surgeon like him. shaves Jeff's hair. Well, I didn't, I didn't off, get that. like during I didn't the surgery. Off, but oh, I, man. I, I'm talking about when um, what's that guy's name? Uh, JB. Oh, JB Smooth. Yeah. Uh, oh man, Leon. Leon. Yeah, he hears. Yeah. Him, it's just like a fucking avalanche of shit on him. <laughs> he's like, yeah. When uh, Vivica Banks is like, Larry just said whatever. And he's like, get the fuck out of here. And he's looking at him. He's like, you, you said what? Dude, that. Yeah, I basically watch compilations of his character on the show. He's amazing, dude. Yeah. Oh, he's so funny. So fucking He's funny. amazing. I love that um, they're like like best friends in the show now, and I love their relationship. I got I to gotta watch it, man. What what is, what is it even on? Like HBO or something? HBO. Is HBO? Yeah, it's HBO. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll watch it if the app doesn't crash every five minutes. Yeah. Well, speaking of frustrating, what's up, buddies? Welcome to another episode of Earbuds, the podcast where two friends or more talk Ooh. about one album for, I'm going to give us one minute. We have one more minute. All right. That's all we go. need. That's all we need. All right. 
you might hear a new voice, or maybe not a new, not maybe not new to y'all, but he's uh, he's my special co-host today. Brett is not here. Brett is moving across country, so he is uh, doing his thing, and we we miss him. We but do. Uh, dude, Andy, we got we got Andres Torres. What up? On the pod today as my special co-host. Thank you, thank you, Dude, Just and you, to some shoes here, that's all. Well, I mean, you're like two feet taller than Brett. I'm yeah, pretty sure you can fit in those shoes. Feet, he's got some big shoes to fill, so. Yeah, uh, he's got some fucking clown shoes. Oh, some size 16s there? <laughs> I think. No, I'm Maybe it sure. might be. Pretty yeah, sure I'm pretty sure. Yeah, pretty it looks cool. weird as hell. <laughs> on his frame. one foot though, right? Yeah, yeah. his left foot. Yeah. He's He's got the good foot. That's what we call it. <laughs> That's his drumming foot right there. Yeah, exactly. But uh, Andy, you you're the one that wanted to um, to talk about the album that we're talking about today, which is That's "Black correct. Sails in the Sunset." That is correct. By AFI, A Fire Inside, one of both of our one of our favorite punk bands. Right? Absolutely, one hundred percent. Yep, I'm sure we yeah. bonded over them before, uh, without even talking about this album. I'm pretty sure yeah. we go. We both got kind of gay on Davey Havoc at one point too talking oh, about dude, I've been I've been about Davey Havoc since I saw him at Warp Tour 2003 and uh he was walking around with like a black lace umbrella was this outside, and I'm just like 2003 this so this was after um Art of Drowning right after Art of Drowning came out I guess no this was right after um what's the one with Miss Murder and oh really uh December Underground no, no, sorry. The one before that with uh, uh, is, fuck. Is it just called AFI? Sing the sorrow. Oh, sing the stuff. Sing the sorrow. Right yeah, right, yeah. That right. was right after Sing the Sorrow okay. came out. Yeah. And uh, dude, and that was like a huge shift for them too. Oh but, yeah. yeah Davy Havoc is a beautiful man. Dude, all right. Look, no lie. Um, the first, first, first time I saw Davy Havoc, because I knew about the band, but the first time I saw a picture of him was in a punk magazine. Uh, I had a buddy, old school buddy, uh, that I was playing punk music with. Back in Houston, Gasper Hernandez, um, and he was huge into the punk scene. He had a magazine, and it had a picture of Davey Havoc, and I was like, "Man, check out this hot chick right here." And I, <laughs> I, I didn't really look at the picture. It was small, and I was like, "Man, she's hot." And like, I kind of looked at it closer, and Gasper was just laughing the whole time. And I'm like, "What? What are you laughing at?" And then I saw like the name was Davey Havoc. I was like, "Is that dude?" And yeah, sure Davey's enough, Davey's kind of a hot name for a girl too. Also, but he he's he's a beautiful man. He is a really he's, he's pretty a good man. looking. Like he's put together real nice, and he's gone through like some looks, right? Some yeah, for looks, sure. And I mean, they're all good. So. Yeah, his new his look. Whenever he had the kind of like, um, can I talk to your manager haircut? Good Karen. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't great. That was a that was weird when he was wearing like the glittery eyeshadows. That was and the all that stuff. Miss Murder era. One. That was the Miss Murder era. Yeah, uh, yeah that's no, when I, I stopped. <laughs> I mean, I stopped listening to them after seeing the sorrow, but yeah. I saw him uh, on a cover of like a vegan cat magazine. Whoa! Like vegan cat lovers or whatever, and he was just on the cover, like holding a cat. Really beautiful photo, and he. This was like probably five, six years ago, and he looked fucking great. Yeah, and I'm like, dude, like look at Davey Havoc now. Like he looks like a normal person. And he, when like he's this era, it was like long black hair. Yeah. Super pale, right? Like, he was, like... Pale. This is, like, when... So, this... The album before Black Seals and the Sunset was, um... Shut Up and... Well, like, which one... Oh, man. It was, like... It wasn't Answer That and Stay Fashionable. No, it was, uh... uh open Your Mouth and, like, sh Shut Up and... and sh something like... Shut Your Eyes or something. Shut Your Eyes and Open Your Eyes or something. <laughs> shut Your Mouth and Open Your Eyes. That's it, that's it, yeah. We, we were getting there. Yeah. Um, and that was, like... I mean, all their albums before Black Seals and the Sunset were super, like, fucking hardcore, mm -hmm. skater punk, minute and a half long songs, yep. and Davey just fucking screaming. The just, whole time. Da, 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 da. Which I like, love. I mean... Which I fucking love. I love that era of AFI, but this record was a huge shift in their music. Yep. They went from, I mean, not just, like... Going, you know, from one and a half minute songs to like two to four minute long songs, which was like never a thing they did. But their writing, their songwriting process like felt so different when mm -hmm. this album came out. Like, this is when they started their kind of more gothy horror phase. Horror punk is, is what people were, or 
I heard people referring to it as horror punk or like goth punk, and uh, I, I don't know if that's even accurate, but that's just what I heard. I don't know. I heard that too, and I don't agree. I think um, Art of Drowning is much more horror punk. That's uh, when they yeah. started getting way more into it. Definitely. I thought the the Latin names of all these tracks was just so silly on, the, on this album. There, well, there's a story behind some of them, and um, I, I think it's uh, I think some of them are pretty funny, and I, I didn't know what the story was behind a couple of them for a while. But uh, it's an interesting, interesting one for sure. Um, like Malleus Maleficarium, I think. I, yeah. th- I thought I thought they ripped it off of Harry Potter. Dude, I, I literally wrote that down. I was like, I, all these songs yeah. sound like a, hor- a Harry Potter fucking uh, spell. No, no, that's um, that has something to do with like the Salem witch trials. Apparently, oh, okay. So it's like a real thing. It's like an actual like they didn't just make it up and like we're being goofballs. Like it's. It's a Dude. real thing that exists. Um, but like Porphyria and Exsanguination. Yeah, I mean, leave it up to AFI to be super dramatic with like the song titles. You know, like I, I'm not that doesn't surprise me at all. Clove Smoke Catharsis. Come on. So like this is so goth. It's this so, this it whole is. It's so it reminds me of the goth kids from South Park. That's all. Hundred percent. That's all I can think of whenever I read these song titles. But man, I love it. I love. I it. love it too, man. I fucking like this album. Isn't, I remember it being a lot better when I was 17. Okay. You know, like listening to it again, I was able to kind of pick out the like, like, you know, when I was 17, I was like, this is so fucking awesome. Like, I love this because I I got into their earlier albums like way later in life. Mm -hmm. Like I I wasn't into that type of punk until I was like in my 20s, like mid 20s or something. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, like answer that and stay fashionable is like very proud of you is my favorite, second favorite album by them. Yeah. My favorite album is Art of Drowning by If I. Yeah, well, join the So I was super deep into the horror stuff and like, you know, their Halloween cover, their Misfits cover and then like, uh, but yeah, this this album, I don't think uh, time... Uh, was kind to this record. Oh, like it didn't age well. I don't think it aged very well. Okay, especially I, I in the production. Yeah, no, no, no. You, you have a, you have a point. You have a point. Um, that's something that um, I I always kind of focus on whenever I hear it, especially when listening to it, it with headphones, because obviously you pick yeah. up on everything that like all the missteps. Maybe um, I don't know enough yeah. about production for like on the production end of making music. I just hit drums in time sometimes. But um, yeah, the drums kind of sound weird sometimes. Uh, the, like the guitars kind of sound kind of weird to me. I don't know. Something sounds off sometimes. But yeah, I feel like anytime I hear it, I feel like that's inherent of punk music. Sometimes you know, like it's supposed to be kind of janky. Yeah, maybe. like it kind of adds to it a little, yeah. right? Like the shittiness. Yeah, kind of adds to the vibe. Yeah, because that's that's how I associate punk music. Like punk music to me shouldn't be clean. It shouldn't be like well produced. It shouldn't sound. Right. It should sound off, and something should be broken or some shit. You know what I mean? Like it, there are so how many like there I can name probably five punk bands off the top of my head that they came out with that super produced major label album, and people didn't like it at first. Like um, uh, the Empire Strikes First with Bad Religion was like a very very produced Bad Religion record. Um, the what's the Rise Against one that has uh. Anywhere but here and and uh, State of the Union. No, it was like right before that one. Um, Um, Yeah, and then like AFI with uh, with December with uh, Sing the Sorrow was a very different sound for them. Absolutely, there's so many punk bands that once it becomes too produced, like it takes away the DIY rawness to it a little bit. So this album definitely has DIY rawness to it, but. It's not super fun to listen to sometimes. Like the, the drums sound terrible, the guitars don't sound good. Davey sounds fucking great. He does. The whole, like yeah, he the production amazing. of his vocals, his singing is fucking awesome on this mm-hmm. record. And but weirdly, the bass was like my favorite Dude. instrument on this whole album. Same, same. I, really? I, yeah, I have an issue with the drums only because. Um, I, no offense to the drummer, I, I kind of think like he wasn't very good on some of the no, like some of the it's pretty sloppy it's very sloppy right like it wasn't yeah. just me just being no, like overly critical sloppy. or anything okay so, so there are some parts where like it's kind of sloppy i'm like man i could have done better and then I there's just, a lot of fills in the record that you're like oh he kind of fucked yeah up. i kind of <laughs> and, and they kept that one for some reason i kind of wince at him i'm like man come on you could have done better that, that's really what you're gonna give us but 
whatever. Yeah. And it's interesting because uh, I think a big reason why the songwriting is so different is because this is the first album with Jade Puget on guitar. Mm -hmm. And Jade is a huge influence on their sound. Dude, him and Dave are like besties, yeah. Yeah, they had the that other band together, XX or something. Oh or, my god, they, it's Black Black Audio, Black Audio. Black with, that like, there you go, yeah. And then they yeah. have they have ex, uh, something with X, yeah, some other like. It's like their hardcore punk band. Hardcore punk, yeah. Um, which is pretty fucking good, honestly. Never heard them, but I have heard Black Audio, and dude, I'm not. That's yeah, not I didn't like it at all. That's not no, it's way too eighties, like goth pop. It's just. I so... mean, you know, they're into fucking, you know, the 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 Smiths and and uh, Duran Duran and The Cure. It's and... all I could, all I could think of is Flock of Seagulls. That's yeah, all I can think of when I hear their, <laughs> that band, man. It's it's ugh, not for me. But it's cool that AFI has has been able to change their sound so much through the years. Oh yeah. Um, but they always go back to the their roots. Like mm-hmm. when you see them live now, they're still gonna play fucking you know Exsanguination. Well, right, and then they, they'll they and then they'll play their new shit. That's so different, you know. Yeah, they understand like where they came from, their roots. They're gonna play the, the stuff that got them where they are. I would hope so because that's what the fans want to hear ultimately, right? Yeah, and I've heard that one of their latest records, if not their latest one that came out, is kind of a throwback to this to this sound. Yeah, uh, which I'm really remember. interested in hearing. I can't remember what it's called. Um, I don't know, but it, yeah, which it, it released just recently, and I've heard I've heard good things. Yeah, yeah, I've heard really good things actually. I've heard very good things about it. Um, I will admit, I have not heard anything. I didn't hear anything after, I want to say, December Underground. So there's an album that came out after December Underground that I heard. They have a lot of albums. They have so much stuff. Yeah, so much material. But I remember seeing a music video for it. I heard the song. I was like, not for me. This is not. This is not the AFI that I know. Like, I don't know what direction you guys are going, but I'm out. I'm out. And then I never really ventured any further into that so yeah I feel like listening to a random album that they released in like 2016 or something would just sound like a totally different band to me because it, it's like an evolution of how they got there and it, and I haven't heard anything in between you know really in between Sing the Sorrow and like their newest stuff so it's, it's gonna sound so different to me um, so you were but I want to go through that I want to go through that ride I want to listen to all of them and see how yeah. the change happened yeah you know? that's gonna be a, it's gonna be a long night so it's yeah it's a lot for of sure. stuff to go through but I mean, this album, when I saw the, that Black Sails was 46 minutes long, I'm like, that doesn't sound right. I'm like, oh, yeah, fucking God Called in Sick Today is like a 13-minute long track. Uh, well, it's like it's like eight minutes of silence, apparently. Yeah, so, for I sure, mean, it's, it's, which it's I skipped through of, all that shit. Yeah, I, I was a little confused about that because it's it's God Called in Sick, which is technically, I think, what people consider that to be their first ballad. Yeah, um, right. And people love that song. People fucking love that song. When people talk about old AFI, like when they started changing their sound, that's the song that comes. That's up. one of the ones, right? Yeah, because yeah. it's so different for them. It is like very it's the different. only song that ever sounded like that. But it's and it used to be one of my favorite AFI tracks, like forever. Really? But now that I'm like twenty, yeah. And but now that I'm twenty years removed from it, I'm like, it's fine. Yeah, not. It was never my favorite to begin with. No. I mean, from the day that I heard this album to now, like it's never. I don't get it. I don't get the hype. You know what I mean? Nostalgia made it makes it an honorable mention for me because we just listened to that song so much in high school. Oh, okay, maybe that's what. But it was, yeah. yeah, listening to it now, I'm just like, wow, we gave this song way too much credit. Yeah, I would say the song that comes at the end of that track, I think it's called Midnight Sun or Midnight Sun yeah. or something. Yeah. It's like a hidden track, I guess, but it's at the end of that whole that whole track. That's a mm-hmm. good song. That's like oh, a- see, I think it could have stayed hidden forever. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like that didn't have to crawl out of its hole at all. I don't like that song at all. Really? Yeah. I think I think it's just like standard, like you know, standard issue punk. I think it It feels like a B side, like a throwaway. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. Like, like it. Yeah. Kind of, they buried it for a little bit and they just kind of threw it in there. But I don't, I don't mind it. It's not the best song on the album for. No, no, not even close. Like, do people even do hidden tracks anymore? That's a good question, man. I don't know. I used to love that though. I, I used it to, used to I be my favorite that. thing. Yeah, when you would buy a CD or something, and like, uh, you buy a special version or a special like issue or printing of that that CD that that album, and uh, you know you get the version with like this weird song at the end or something, and like yeah, they, I don't know. It was always the Japanese versions that had the cool dude. They get all the best stuff. Yeah, they got all the best shit like the German and Japanese versions. You're like, why do they have three extra tracks? Yeah, Americans on this Rancid no, song, the Rancid album. <laughs> Like, well, how come they get three extra tracks? Well, like, they deserve it. We don't. We don't deserve any of that. That's nah. true. 
We don't deserve anything. We don't deserve Davy Havoc. No. Ooh. No, we don't. No, we no, do not. No, sir. We, but we got him. Well, we got him. And, I mean, it's... Uh, I remember, dude, I remember... That was always the cool... The very exciting feeling, like, when you're listening to an album. Because, I mean, you're probably... You probably did what I did. Like, you listened to the whole album all the way through when you got a new record. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, yeah. yeah. Um, which people don't even buy records really anymore. Um, and when you realize when the last song ended, but then the CD didn't stop playing... You knew, like, oh. yeah, you knew like, there's something after yeah, this. You get, and you, you just sit there hype. and you wait for it. I remember there was a corn record, and I forget which one it is, but there was a hidden track in between, like track ten and track eleven, that would only play if you didn't skip to the next song. It was like a, whenever I would play it on my CD, it would count down, like rather than like you'd see the time code, like count like one second, two second, three seconds, like the song's going. Yeah. If you let the last song end the next song started with like 17 seconds of something weird, but it was counting down from 17 seconds. It would go negative 17, 16, 15, 4, and and it only did it if you didn't skip to that track. Right. I don't... And I don't know how they did that, and I have never seen it since. What That's like the only album. You you don't know what album Dude, I think... I want to say it was uh, Issues. Okay. See, that might be the only one that like... Of the older albums that I didn't follow through, like, listen to completely from beginning to end. You know what I mean? Oh man, um, I th- I'm pretty sure that's the one that Luis that I did with Luis, like just the two of us on an episode of of Earbuds, and it holds up, dude. Really? Yeah. The I, production is incredible on that album. Okay, I mean, I gotta give it another shot then because, I, I, in my opinion, I think that one's kind of like when they were on the out, you know? Because I think the next they album were. was on was Untouchables. Yeah. And I made the big mistake of going to CD Warehouse and buying that album. Because, yep, no, it was it was terrible. No, no but yeah. angsty little 14-year-old Andy uh, would listen to that album from beginning to end on the bus and just, like, yeah. hate everyone. But you didn't like the album? Well, no. I hated myself for listening <laughs> you would, to you it. You would listen to it to get well, mad the thing, at like, the world? That's the thing. Like, you buy a CD, and, like, what are you going to do? Like, can't, could you return it if you didn't like it? Is that a thing? Yeah, for sure, yeah. I never... Did you ever do that? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I bought so many bad records, dude. dude. Same. I would buy... Like, I, if I could... If I should have returned El Nino, but I didn't. Oh, my God. <laughs> El Nino? Remember the Little Nicky soundtrack? How fucking, like, huge that was for any new Metal fans? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Resident Evil soundtrack? The, like, oh, man, when new Metal was king. I mean, I, I kind of When Cold it. Chamber was on, like, movie soundtracks for some reason. I, I kind of miss it, but then I don't because uh, it, it's cringy to think about that era. Of us in that era, I guess. Oh, dude, yeah. Because I, yeah. I, I was... Cringy. That was when I was wearing shirts that said, like, remember my name, you'll be screaming it later. And no. I hadn't, even, I hadn't even kissed anyone. <laughs> <laughs> I had a shirt that said, don't play Leapfrog with a unicorn. Oh, my God. I, Dude, all the Gadzooks shirts, I bought all those. All the Spencer's stuff. All oh, Spencer's, Spen- like... Spencer's was a was a touch too uh, blue for me. Really? <laughs> like, yeah, because they were like really sexual, like really. Well, they did have sex toys, like straight up. Yeah, right. In the yeah. Store. Like not hidden or like in a special. Like corner. next to like the bongs too. Yeah, like next to like you know <laughs> like, a so weird from like Harry Potter or something. They would have like. A Honestly, b- back in the day, smoke shops were also sex shops. Like, in Houston, if you wanted to go buy a bong, you could buy a bong and a strap-on, like, in the same place. Interesting. I don't It think, was weird. Yeah, I don't think I ever ventured into a smoke shop until I was obviously older. Yeah, Watch oh, that's where you would get the horny goat pills and all that shit. Oh, and dude. Like, I just want to buy a pipe, dude, and you, you're looking you at all these, like... You could get that horny goat stuff at any gas station, any Texaco... Any Shell station down in Houston back when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. yeah. Any trucker fucking, like, oh, speed stop. That's that's the good stuff. I mean, that's the bad stuff right there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was interesting, like, to find out that Jade, this is his first record, because I'm just like, oh, well, that's the shift in, in the sound of AFI mm-hmm. was when Jade got in there. But it's like there's no real standout riffs or, or licks or anything other than God Called In Sick Today. Like, that's the only standout guitar work yes. on the whole record for me. I would Nothing's agree. like amazing, even though he's a great, great punk guitarist. I think like, he writes good material. I yeah. think he writes great I, material. Um, I would say Art of Drowning had better has better riffs. Okay. And better songs, honestly. I think they have better songs on Art of Drowning. Like this is very much a mid step for AFI. They okay. were still trying to figure it out, I feel like, on this record, because obviously, like, new member in the band, new songs and everything, but, like, I feel like Art of Johnny is when they really figured out how to write a three-and-a-half-minute punk song yeah. with, like, a good bridge 
Because there's no, there's not one good bridge on this record. What? Dude, all the bridges just like bring the energy down for me and like down. Yeah, they're boring. I don't know if we listen to the same album actually. Being honest, I you know I'm starting to. I mean, this is your favorite AFI record, right? This is by far my favorite AFI record. But again, this could be like just like with the last record that we we covered with me. Um, it's not the best example of that band, but it's more of a right. nostalgia tie. You're like yeah, I have a t- I have a connection with it. There's this, there's this whole. I listened to it at a period of my life where things weren't going very well, and it just right. you know. It's like it's like what I said before. You listen to a, a, a certain song or a certain album or a certain artist when you're going through a, a troublesome time in your life, mm-hmm. and it's gonna it's gonna impact you, man. It's gonna leave a mark um, in some way, and that's exactly what this album did. Um, so maybe it was just the timing, the timing of the album. I could have heard anything else, you know. I could have heard Celine Dion or something, and like right. been a huge super fan of hers now because of that time. I love Celine Dion. Yeah, she's a she's a She's legit, she's dude. Banger, she's amazing. Yeah, she's, she what? She has one of those. One of her songs makes me cry every time I fucking listen to it. <laughs> Which uh, the Titanic song? No, it's the one. There's like, we had nights of, uh, oh man, we had nights of endless pleasure. And la, 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 la. Oh, okay. Uh, it's like, baby, baby, if I love you like this. Wow, and you good. kiss me like that. Oh, dude, that song gives me goosebumps when I listen to it. Really, dude, that yeah. woman is amazing. No, she's she's definitely like very talented. She's obviously like super super talented singer. Uh, I don't maybe I don't like her on the level that you do. Dude, my <laughs> it's really no, probably not. My my brother in law kind of like resurrected my love for Celine Dion because he's from West Africa. And apparently Celine Dion is fucking huge where he's from. Interesting. So he yeah. grew up listening to Celine Dion because we're his, he's from Benin and their main language is French. Okay. They speak French in Benin. And she's a French-Canadian, I right. think. Yeah, I believe uh, so. So she, her songs were huge there. All her songs that were in French, like, oh, yeah. So I was on, I went on a really long road trip with, with my sister and, and my brother-in-law. And he was playing Celine Dion for like hours. Damn. And I'm like, dude, are you really about to put on Celine Dion? He's just like, oh yeah, I love, I love Celine Dion. I'm just like, really? He's like a six foot five, like black dude, huge guy. You would like never huge, expect it. You would never expect yeah. it. And and then he's like singing along and he's loving it. And I'm just like, holy shit, she's incredible. <laughs> like, I started getting super into. It. I was like smoking in the back seat. I'm like, Celine Dion's fucking awesome, dude. Damn, man. All right, well maybe I'll give her, <laughs> I'll give her another shot. Give her a try. Just go to her top rated tracks on spotify and like see if she does anything for you yeah i i I think it's just because of the association with the titanic movie and that song you know i'm I'm over it i'm done i don't want to hear it yeah i still love that song yeah that song is like christmas music it's like you either love it or you don't all right well that's that's where we're different you like christmas music i love christmas i love christmas music. i don't like it i'm i'm team brett over here i i know hate but i have a reason it's because y'all are dead inside very true You've Very, lost well, the magic I can't speak. I can't speak for Brett, but I am like literally a piece of charcoal inside. Um, <laughs> That's what you get for Christmas every year. That's why you're all. Oh, dude, I love it. I love it. Yeah. yeah, you can make a. You can you do stuff with it. Yeah, it's, it's great. Yeah, you grill. You throw it on the grill. You got a. You got a fucking steak. Yeah, you got a real stew, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love. I knew you were gonna get the reference. <laughs> you got a stew going. You got a couple going. bones in there. Uh, but no, the my reason for for the Christmas music thing is mo- is all because of working for Walgreens for like eight years and they, oh, they yeah, retail the same, ruins it dude, for you. Dude. Working retail ruins a lot of things first of all. Yeah, for sure. Um, it ruins people for you. Yeah. It's not a good, it's not a healthy experience, but I will say that everyone should work retail or like the mm-hmm. uh, food service. Hospital. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. at least a year or two, just so you get used to what it's like. You know what I mean? That way mm-hmm. when you're out, you're out. And you, you go get a table or something, and you understand where where the server's coming from, or where it's the bus very, boy's very coming true. from, whatever. So that yeah. way they get they get an idea. But yeah, working at Walgreens, uh, man, they they hit you with that Christmas music like October boy. Like yeah. I'm talking like they play Halloween music up until Halloween, and then bam, eight o'clock on like the 31st of, of October, you're getting you know eight different versions of Jingle Bells, which right. is just like ah. Uh, I can't do yeah. that. This is, I'm dying here. I can't, and then you can't do anything about it. You can't put headphones in because you got to no. tend to customers. That's the only justification I will, I'll accept 
it's really it's really to just hate that. Christmas music because that's a, such a great reason to hate it. It's I mean, really you were, tor- you were tortured with it. Like yeah. you were waterboarded with Christmas music like every year working in retail, and you worked at Walgreens for a while too, right? Eight, like, eight years, eight years, eight years, at dude. Yeah, eight oh man, fucking years working at Walgreens. And I, I mean, I was supposed to be at this point. I was supposed to be a store manager. I mean, that was my. I can't believe I'm saying this. That was my aspiration. It was I wanted to have my own store in Houston at one point. I cannot. Yeah, believe I mean, it. when you're in it. It's hard to see uh, doing anything else, right? So you're just like, all right, well, let me try and make aspire to do something here rather than just fucking, I guess, you know, be a, an employee for the rest of my life, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, at least I had uh, like a vision, but mm-hmm. it's just depressing to say out loud like that vision was be a store manager for a Walgreens in you know Houston, yeah, West I, Houston. I saw, I saw, I worked with, uh, you know, I worked retail a lot mm-hmm. and growing up and yeah i saw that in my managers a lot and i always thought it was like it, it kind of de- would depress me a little bit when i saw how dedicated they were to this job and how much it meant to them i'm just like man this bums me out because it, i had such such high aspirations i'm like i'm in college i'm gonna try and do this this and this and they always wanted me to take the job as seriously as they took it i'm just like hey dude this is like no, no in no, the no. meantime for me i'm not here to stay you know like i don't give a fuck how quickly i can hang up a t-shirt yeah. Like, to do it as quick as possible, like, I'm just going to hang up this shirt however I want to. Yeah. And, and it, it always bummed me out, but it's like, I understand, like, you know, if that's the position in life you're in, like, you know, try and make it as best as you can well, and more, get dedicated more power to, to it. Because if, if they want yeah. that, you know what I mean? If that's if that's where they want to go, but... Um... And I was such a jerk back then, is what it was. Because to me, I was just <laughs> like... Yeah. well, Right? <laughs> like, because... And I, I was just... I didn't understand. So to me, I'm just like, dude, like, you're, like... Your life is fucking sad. Like, I don't want your fucking life. I'm not here to, to live your life. Like, fuck that. Like, oh, so you, I was always very... I was a really shitty employee. You, you wouldn't say that to them. I said that to one of them. Oh, I know. Damn. I know. I was like, dude, this is your life. And I was just like, this is just a stepping stone for me. I'm going to graduate with a, a degree and I'm going off to a career. I was like, I don't care as much as you do about this job. And he was... Yeah. And I just... I felt so bad. No, but that, like, that's fair, back though. That, you know? That's fair. I mean... Why would they shouldn't have those expectations? Is what I'm saying. Like they, they shouldn't have yeah. had like some kid in college. What do you think he he's in school to be something else? He's not in right. school to come back and work for you and then eventually take over 20 years from now. Like this, that's yeah. not how. You think I'm gonna get dedicated to making 500 dollars a month? Dude, like fuck you, man. No, 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 no. <laughs> not everybody wants to be a fucking EXA or whatever they're called now. I don't know. I don't know what they're called anymore, but. All the acronyms. Yeah, they had, they had like a mil- I was an STL. I was a Sims coordinator. I was an inventory manager. I was a, I was everything at Walgreens besides a store manager, basically. Right. So, well, it's probably good that you never became a store manager because dude, now you're, you know you've moved on and doing you're doing awesome things now. So glad. So I know. glad because I would be miserable listening to Christmas music every fucking year. Oh God. Year. <laughs> I can't. I can't do it. But yeah, well, I'm gonna make Brett do a Christmas episode every year, so that's terrible. Well, damn, he can deal. With it. Everyone can deal with it. Yeah, well, everyone's gonna have to deal with it, I guess. This podcast is all about me, anyway. That is true. Yeah, <laughs> it is called the earbuds, and you're you are the earbuds. Yeah, plural. I'm the yeah plural. Yeah, plural. I am both. Both. You are exactly both buds. Yeah. <laughs> and if that's a fat joke, I accept it. Ooh, that wasn't. But I uh, see, I see where you're going <laughs> it with it. Could have been. It is time. It is time. It is time for choice nugs. It is time. It is time. It is time for choice nugs. Uh, all right, man. Well, fucking, let's get into uh, your the choice nugs, dude. Like, yes. Do you have any honorable mentions before we get into the choice nugs? Like, do you just love all the songs on here, or do there some that you know rise above the others? So, this is okay. So this is definitely one of those albums where like I don't hate a song. You know what I mean? Like, there isn't a song that I absolutely, like, ugh, I'm, I'm going to change it. Um, yeah. But there are definitely, like, some standout tracks. And I don't want to... I, I wanted to make the first track uh, a nug. But, so here's the thing with, like, AFI. If, I don't know if you would agree. They start an album really well every time. Yes. They're really good at that, right? They're really good at setting up the what what to expect yes the first yeah. track is always a minute minute and a half kind of like build mm. up very i love the chanting the the group vocal oh, thing wait oh yes wait i want oh so I love fucking it. cool it's so yeah. hype right it's so yes. hype and then it goes directly into where it should go with the second song 
and it's just like the, the flow to me makes a lot of sense i will say though that the the whole album kind of loses a little bit of steam like halfway through because um, yeah like clove smoke catharsis i think yeah exactly kind of brings it down a little bit it's too slow it's 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 very slow it's extremely yeah. slow um and i i don't know if that was intentional like they wanted to go from like a fast pace and then like bring it back down and then go back and forth a little bit and right. maybe that was the way that they arranged it but i i don't mind it i guess um all right so th- so there's not one song that you dislike not really not really dislike there's stuff about there's little points about songs that I dislike as a whole, like like we talked about the production, the drums kind of like you know they, they rub me the wrong way on certain certain songs like yeah you know they could be better uh, maybe the sound or the drummer himself, mm. um, but I will say like what what's the first song strength uh, strength, strength through, through wounding, wounding. yeah mm-hmm. that's that's an honorable mention just because it's so I don't even want to count that as a song that's the problem but it's so good man it's so it's good it's so so good yeah it's very hype mm-hmm. yeah and i think it does it does what it's what, it, what it's meant to it, and it kind of like introduce you into the album going straight into uh what is it porphyria i think yeah second track yeah uh and that right there is my nug that's one of my nugs yeah. dang dude that song man i yeah i don't even know where to begin with that one that one so my idea, or what I think of when I hear these songs, is me on a bike. Okay, because okay. this is when I—that is a time in my life when I got this album introduced to me. Because I already knew about AFI, obviously, but like, someone was like, "Hey, check out this album from AFI." A lot of people don't really know about it. It's—it's it's before you know they got really, really huge. Uh, but I think you would like it, and sure enough, like, I would put it on from beginning to end, and like go to work. It'd take me half an hour to forty minutes to bike to work. And wow. I would just like I would jam basically the whole album, and it was just like an experience, man. It was great. So that's kind of what I connected to, I guess. And it's just, um, it's to me the album is hype where it needs to be. Like it just, it, yeah. Like yeah, I get like, I don't know. I go like super Saiyan mode when I hear a couple <laughs> of these songs. I'm not gonna lie. Um, and then I imagine like, man, what is it like seeing the, those songs played live? fucking yeah. awesome oh my god i can't even imagine i've seen videos so on much energy dude. dude they play these songs double speed sometimes yeah I'm like, dude are you crazy and then you see the crowd yeah. and they're like jumping on the stage with davy havoc and like people are just throwing elbows and like whew, that's uh yeah it's a lot it's a lot dude and they, that's porphyria has um you can say this about almost every song on the record great choruses absolutely Fucking yeah great choruses the ones that are chanty are super fun yeah they just have a way of like they're really catchy extremely yeah and uh and that those are the only other vocals i like on this record like when someone else is singing other than davy it sounds awful to me but those chants are fucking so much fun okay any chanty chorus on this record is just so hype and porphyria has a great one yeah um what other songs i don't really know like i mean i, I guess other artists are doing other people in the band are doing uh like background vocals but like yeah that's what i mean okay okay because yeah the background vocals are bad <laughs> yeah they're not i mean they're not like spectacular that you're right they're um, weak. the chanty stuff is like obviously oh. the best stuff and then davy's stuff is great but um so fun. there's that that one song i wanted to ask you about close smoke catharsis yeah dexter holland does background vocals in that do you know that is that that's the singer from offspring Dude, that's so weird that you said that because when I was listening to this record, Christina was saying, she was like, this is AFI? I'm like, yeah. And she was like, wow, they sound so much like The Offspring. Uh-huh. And yeah. I never made that connection until she said that, like that sonic connection. Yeah. And then I, I was listening to this. I'm like, it does sound a lot like The Offspring. And he's singing on that fucking song? So here's the thing. Here's the thing. I had no idea. I He... He's not listed. It's weird. He's not listed as like a feature or anything, background vocals or anything. He's listed on like the wiki, like as, as participating. Oh, but he, wow. uh, I don't even think they mentioned that he's in the song, but I know he is. And he's only in the very last line of the chorus, of the last chorus. He like does a call and response kind of thing to Davey's like parts. And uh-huh. it actually sounds super cool, but you can barely fucking hear it. And it's only at that part. 
I, I don't know what the hell that's about. Like, did they bring him in just for those five seconds? Like, hey, man, we have this cool part for you. Come come do it. Maybe he just, like, visited the studio that day and they're like, hey, you want to sing on the song we're recording today? I guess so. Um, also, is he not, I might be wrong, but he is he not, or was he not the creator or slash owner of Nitro Records? Who, Dexter? Yeah. I have no idea. I thought he was because I saw an interview with them and they mentioned uh, Dexter Holland being that guy and they brought AFI onto the label and um, they never mentioned like him being in the song, but they mentioned that and uh, I was like, the, yeah, I had no idea. Funny. I don't know if that's true. So someone that's crazy. I had no, it's that's that really like blew my mind just now because I never had, like I said, I never made that connection before, and the fact that Dexter's on a song on this record like, yeah. is even weirder now. Their voices are very similar. Uh, they are super similar. I never similar. made that connection. I never yeah. thought that. But I think I think it matches like the vibe of that song. Um, as much as I don't love the slower songs, I kind of like that song, even though it is about literally about cloves cigarettes. Yeah, it. I. Uh, it's my least favorite song on the record. I don't blame you for it. It's, I it's don't like silly. It. It's silly. Yeah. Yeah. But one of my choice nugs is Exsanguination. Ooh, okay. Right. Dude, a fucking another great chorus. Yeah. Like, blah, 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 into a world that's overcrowded, but you won't find me, or recognize me. Like, uh, so fucking, that, that song, like, Porphyria is great, but Exsanguination is track number three, and that's the first track that, like, really hits me. Okay. So you don't, so you don't, like, at the end of Porphyria... They do this. That that's another thing I love about this album and the band in general. They they kind of know how to end a song if it's meant to be like you know over the top. And Porphyria right. is one of those where like every time I hear that last part where it's just the uh, um, the drums by themselves and they do like this weird like down and up kind of thing, and then Davy does the like re- like repeating vocal part. Yeah, dude, how do you not? Like, how does your blood not just start? boiling when you hear that oh my god i go yeah. insane it's oh it's so high i just I, can't. I mean that's why that's why i love exsanguination because that the first time they do the chorus almost everything drops out but it's the drums yeah and then the group vocals like all singing the same thing oh so much fun that part is also super hype with the vocal anytime they do those group vocals man it's just it's just so it's perfectly done and it's so hardcore punk you know like it's like they're keeping that hardcore aspect to to their songs yeah and i really appreciate it and uh yeah exsanguination just always stood out to me on this record okay so and, that was uh, one of one nug, one right? of the only bridges i i don't hate too okay all right i'll take it, I'll take it. so you know even though i wrote bad bridge on my notes i'm like <laughs> yeah, i'm listening i'm listening to it now i'm like it's not that bad <laughs> no it's not that bad no no I, I i enjoy the bridges but maybe um i don't know maybe i'm just biased just because of of what the album means to me, maybe I don't know. Who knows? Right. I mean, it's like uh, when we were talking to Erin about uh, Guster, and she was just like, "Yeah, I mean, I just have." She has so much nostalgia mm-hmm. to tied to that record and and a personal connection to it that it's just like it doesn't matter if if it could be if objectively people say it's a bad album. It's just like, well, I fucking love it because you know it means a lot to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's it's super valid to to have that. Um, the emotions tied to it, right? Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, I agree. Um, but I there's a lot of great songs. Like I have a ton of honorable mentions, like Malleus Maleficarum, mm-hmm. um, Narrative of Soul Against Soul. Oh yeah. Uh, okay. No poetic device. The Last Kiss. Weather Tome. I mean, there's some fucking great songs on this record. Only a few I don't like. Like I didn't like Clove Smoke Catharsis. I don't like At a Glance. Um, yeah, At a Glance. At a Glance like felt like. They were trying to rip off the Misfits or something, and I didn't like it. Well, I just, I, I just feel that's the one song that I feel like, eh, that didn't need to be on there. That no. it didn't like it, it. It doesn't. If it wasn't on there, I wouldn't miss it. Basically, you know what I mean? No, same with Midnight Sun. I'm just like, yeah, oh, you, that yeah, could have yeah. stayed in the fucking wasteland <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for they, all they I care. They could have left the uh, the song at what three, four minutes or something instead of putting all the silence in there. Exactly. And then the song at the end. Yeah. And there, apparently there used to be some like poet. Like some poetry on it, but I don't think it's on there anymore. No, I, I man, I heard it. I, I listened to it with headphones, and I was like, I don't know, because you hear someone talking, and I think it's Jade. Um, uh, I think it's some. I think it's Jade. Yeah, reciting some poem. Yeah, but I don't know, dude. It's so like, 
it's hard to tell. It's hard to hear. I also can only hear out of one ear. So maybe right. maybe it's only in the right channel. And maybe <laughs> yeah, ear maybe so. Like, Shit, I didn't think about knows. that. Yeah. But um, uh, what's your what's your second choicey? I'm gonna, I, I gotta go with Malleus. Oh, dude, Malleus. another fucking great chorus, yeah. man. Man, that's that's the song. So to me, that's the song that. Um, besides God called in sick today. Which I again I don't get the hype for that song. I don't understand right, why people yeah. love it. Um, but you know, to each their own. But the other song that people mention all the time is Malleus, off of this album. They if if this album's ever talked about, they're like, oh dude, Malleus is like, that's my jam. That's my that's my number one song off of there. It's the best. Uh, but yeah, I gotta I gotta go with that one just for the same reason as Porphyria. That that part at the end, the build up into the the outro is just like. Again, hype, so hype. Yeah, so good. Yeah, and I I love the the chorus of we all live that. Like man, Davy can write a fucking great chorus. Yeah, and and it's I always thought it was funny that um if you look at his lyrics they don't rhyme at all. No, most <laughs> of the time they do not. No, but he's a great songwriter. Yeah, it, I like the lyrics a it, lot. It's I think it's his method of um of of saying the words because you you can have mm-hmm. like a way like a pronunciation method right and it even though it doesn't rhyme it still feels you know still, it still works it somehow. works right it works yeah because when you hear stuff that doesn't rhyme you're like ah that doesn't sound cool you sound kind of lame but then yeah. when he does it for some reason i don't know it just it sounds good man that uh yeah, that uh, that fucking ashes fall and I'm rising up again. That, ashes fall and I'm like, what dude, a fucking hype can you bridge, imagine dude. Being at a show that live would be like, so much fun. I would die. I would die. I would get hit in the face and I would die. <laughs> <laughs> it's just too good, man. Yeah, that's a fucking great track. My my second choice nug is the prayer position. Prayer position. Okay. I love the chuggy versus and then the, they kind of keep that going into the chorus. Yeah, it's an interesting or, rhythm. It is interesting. Yeah. Like it's super catchy chorus, but it it feels very 90s. Yeah, it does give off a 90s vibe. Um well, I mean it is the album came out in 99, so 99, yeah. Yeah, so that kind of that kind of fits, right? But man, yeah, that like like what a great rhythm so chuggy and very weird for afi to do that it yeah it was very rock well punk that was this was the first album you like you said this is the first album i think where they're dipping their toes into something new they're kind of going yeah. into a new realm and, and seeing what works and uh, i think um the way you put it kind of makes sense to me is like this is the album that was a stepping stone for them for right. Art of Drowning because Art of Drowning was the was really what they meant to do, I think. Right, exactly. This yeah. was like a transition period mm-hmm. for them. But, uh, you know, it's funny because the first time I listened to it, I was like, man, this album is not as good as I remember it being. And then all the subsequent listens, uh, it just got better and better. It's just catchy, man. Like that, it's I, so catchy. I, I agree with what you're saying because, like, as a whole, you're like, kind of like other stuff but then you start hearing the songs again and you're like and then you catch yourself later singing them you know like right. the choruses or something or even They're the so drum catchy. beats like you start like repeating some of the drum beats from some of the songs you're like i thought i said that album wasn't good like what am i doing i know right yeah like uh yeah the in prayer position where it's like and in the distance there's a gathering that's that no longer seems so far away like uh it's so fucking it's, like it's very well yeah i don't know it's one it's a song that like you could just jump up and down when yeah. you're watching it live great like, it's, it has that rhythm to it great rhythm to it man yeah i agree yeah. i agree 100 percent. and what was up in the last before we get into our ratings dude like what was up with that in the last kiss, that fucking raging against the machine Tom Morello shit that Jade was trying. Okay, okay, Like what the fuck was that, dude? Brought that up because I don't know what the hell. The first time I ever heard that, I was like, my phone is like, or actually, it was an iPod at the time. My iPod must be like wigging out because yeah, right. This is not sound like a rock. was punk rock song. Like what is happening? I did not remember that at all. And when that happened, uh, it like caught me off guard. I'm like, he is clearly doing a Tom Morello like pickup thing, right? Where he's like, like yeah, he's doing the little pickup switch. Yeah, and uh, and it doesn't work very well. No, it's so out of place, right? 
It's very weird. I, There's I, a lot of out of place stuff in this. Like, yeah, for sure. But that one right weird there. Weird transitions like, and stuff. Yeah. Why would you do that? And I think that's just yeah. Jade. Like, that's him showing his like his other side. That that's basically what would become their other groups. You know what I mean? Like, right. He's, he's yeah. kind of like putting out a little bit a little bit of feelers from from. They're the like other save side. it for black audio, dude. Yeah, exactly. Not, yeah. And luckily, it only lasts like what six seconds or something, five six. Yeah, seconds. It's yeah right. Really quick, and then it's over, and you know you don't have to go through it anymore. Yeah, and dude, talking about like how they're really good at ending songs too. The prayer position has such a fucking great ending. Oh yeah, it's almost like double bass or something going on towards it. It just gets like really fucking. He does a lot of he does a lot of floor tom work with like the bass room. I noticed, uh, or at least tom oh, okay. work in general. Um, yeah, which man, it's crazy because I know he's a he's a good enough drummer. And then it's, I don't know, I'm so divided sometimes on, on this album because you hear it too. Like, you hear some of the drum parts and you're like, man, that's, eh, that's not great. Yeah. No, the drums aren't spectacular on yeah. this record. But, uh, all right, man, let's get into ratings. What is your what, what, what are you going to rate this album? Oh... I'm gonna go. I'm gonna try to be. I'm gonna try to cut the nostalgia uh, factor out of it entirely. No, don't. That, well, that hundred percent fa- factors in. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. I mean, yeah. I, I I don't want to go too high because um, just because I was thinking along the lines of like a seven point nine. Wow, I really thought you were going to go in the nines here. No, 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 not that high. No, 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 no. It's your favorite AFI record, and it's still only a 7.9. Yeah, it's almost almost an 8. Okay. I mean, you're a cup is half full guy, I guess. So, like, I'm looking at it half empty right now. (laughs) I need to to switch my perspective, I guess. I guess so, yeah. Yeah. No, 7.9 seems fair um, for, you know, because it's got its flaws, and um, I, I think it's... I think it does what it needs to. It delivers on what I want. You know what I mean? Um, right. And, and although it is a stepping stone to an album that I don't understand the hype for as much. Because Art, Art, yeah, like Art of Drowning. I, well, no. Yeah. See, I, I like it, but anytime I have this conversation, this might be a punk rock culture thing, too, because I've never met anyone more gatekeeping than, than like hardcore yeah. punk rock guys or people Absolutely. in general. You know what I mean? It's um, disappointing, but it's true. You tell them like, "Oh, I, I'm into uh, you know Henry Rollins or like uh, Bad Religion." They're like, "Okay, name every single member and every single yeah. song that they've ever done, idiot." Right? Like, or it's like, "Oh, well, which album?" And you say, you know, whatever, and they're just like, "That's when they already sold oh, out." Yeah, they sold out. Right? Yeah, you're you're not yeah. listening to like the underground like a uh, mixtape they made when they were you know like five years old. Like, shut up. Yeah, it's so it's so annoying and frustrating because well, I mean we me and Brett have talked about it so many times on this podcast where like the punk subculture is supposed to be accepting of everything mm-hmm. and it's a place for a bunch of misfits and people who don't fit in to all feel like they can fit in. Yeah. You know, and then and, and then for some reason people have made it gatekeepy where it's just like, "Oh, you like Rancid?" Yeah, like you said like name uh <laughs> fucking Lars Fredrickson's like shoe brand. And you're like, "Dude, fuck you." <laughs> like <laughs> But Black Sails, I feel like Art of Drowning um, appealed to uh, women a lot more than AFI's previous stuff. That's funny that you say that because every girl that I know that is into AFI, they Art of Drowning 100%, like by far, not even close, is their there favorite. Like they don't even, it's no question. It's like, what is even Black Sails? I don't know that album. Art of Drowning is the best. Yeah, exactly. I feel like their previous stuff might be for a lot of uh, like people who aren't super into hardcore punk. Yeah. I think uh, would be too much for them. So Art of Drowning was like that entry point for a lot of people. Maybe I guess I shouldn't say women. I, I think just an entry point for a lot of people who aren't into hardcore punk. You know, so it's like that makes more sense to me. Where it's just like that one got more popular, and I think that's when like a lot more girls got into the scene from that album. Um, like all the girls that we hung out with in high school, like all loved Art of Drowning. Yeah, you know, like that was like their fucking AFI record, and we were all—I was all about Art of Drowning, but most of my friends were all about Black Sails. You know? Oh, like, interesting. Yeah, like Peter's favorite album is Black Sails. Like I know Chris loves it. Like it's oh, yeah. Well, geniuses think alike, I guess. Huh? Uh, I guess so. Yeah. Well, 
I'm gonna lump myself in there. <laughs> well, you, I like AFI. You at least listened to this album and gave it a shot. Yeah, so we'll, I really we'll, like it. Yeah, I really like it. I think like like you said, it has uh, it has its flaws. Um, the production's not great, mm-hmm. which is fine. You know the budget and all that stuff. Like they did what they could. Yeah. Uh, but Davey Havoc is a great songwriter. Jade is a great fucking uh, songwriter as well. Like his his guitar stuff is great. Uh, super catchy choruses. Only a couple songs that I legit just didn't like, mm-hmm. um, and tons of, of honorable mentions, and it's it's a really fun record. But I was when I first the first time I listened to it, I was like, oh no, like I'm gonna give this like a five something, like this sucks, man. I used to love this album, dude. That's not bad. Mm, it's not good in <laughs> ratings for me, but uh, I'm I'm giving it a solid like seven point two. Like I'm a All little right. below you. Um, because Art of Drowning is my AFI record. Yeah. And um and it does and I can and I love their earlier stuff so much too. So it's like I hear this album as like we've said, like a transition, a stepping stone. Um so there's gonna be missteps. They're gonna kinda trip and fall here and there finding that sound. Right. Um but for a record to, you know, have a brand new guitarist on it, uh it's fucking great. Like yeah. it's I think they did a really good job. And it does like, you know, twenty years haven't haven't done this album good. Um, like, I think if you heard this now, a lot of people might not like it as much as they liked it when it came out in 1999. I could see but, that. Uh, yeah. But I think um, it's a fucking great punk record. Yeah. And yeah, man. And I'm go- like, this is just, uh, speaking of stepping stones, like, I feel like this is our stepping stone into getting our AFI podcast. Oh. That we've oh. talked about several times. Oh, hello. All right. Yeah. Well, that, that'll, uh, very quickly turn into a Davey Havoc podcast only because oh we could we could focus on Davey yeah you want to talk about yeah you want to talk about Tone Bones yeah (laughs) oh man we were saying before we started recording like I got the opposite of a Tone Bone on this record so from the music but but, yeah still worth listening to and if you mess with the EQs a little bit it's not as grating sometimes those drums can be really tinny and, and empty yeah man I don't know what they were I don't know what they were thinking when they recorded those drums but it's just it's kind of off putting sometimes when you hear it, right? Like I'd re- it, it is. Like I don't want to hear it. Snare is, the that snare, snare is the snare is bad. To listen to sometimes, yeah. And I can't imagine with like tinnitus listening to that fucking snare for yeah, forty six minutes. You put up with it, I guess. <laughs> You're like I ate a gummy before. I'm fine. Ah, uh, several. Yeah. <laughs> it helps. <laughs> yeah. It definitely helps. Well, shit, Andy. Like this was super fucking fun, man. Agreed. Yeah, this is awesome. I like. I love. Uh, the different like every time we have a guest on the different styles of music that you guys force us to have to talk about and, and examine um, and b- being already a punk pretty much my whole fucking life um, like it was so fun to go back to this record because I haven't listened to this since high school it's been a while it's been a, it's been 20 years since Damn, I've listened to this man. almost like so it was really I was really excited to go back to it and that's why I was so like bummed when I didn't like it the first time through. Yeah. Because I, I remember loving it and then being like, oh man, and then but it was really fun getting to revisit this shit and uh, and thanks for fucking stepping in and, and replacing Brett. You're now the co-host. Oh, uh, no, no. I could never Brett replace... Brett is out. Uh, old, you are in. Old Brett Hammerhands over there. Brett's going to be a, a special co-host when he wants to be back on. Like, oh. He's, you've, you've taken his position. Oh, damn. Alright, well, this yeah. is the AFI podcast now. Like you said, yeah, I mean, we're changing the name. <laughs> we're rebranding. No more. No <laughs> we got a new button. logo. Now we will have Brett on in the next episode. He is back. Um, he's settling in right now. But yeah, man, super fucking fun. What would you? Uh, what would you rate this episode? Man, any episode with you or Brett, either solo or combined, ten out of ten. Don't, Dang, don't matter. matter. I'm giving this a ten. Also, this was super fucking fun, and you were such a great like co-host and a really great guest. Uh, so like. On. Yeah. You're great at it, man. Like, you and Aaron. Like, I'm always impressed when, when we have you guys on. Aaron has a good, like, radio broadcaster voice. Yeah, like, she's, it's, she's, she's like, and she has a great energy. Yeah. And you guys just, like, are, it's really easy to talk to you guys. And I think that's really important yeah. in she, a guest. She she mentioned, like, maybe doing, like, a like an album that we both like and then jumping onto the podcast. I would I love like, to have you guys both well, on, I, dude. I mean... How would that even work? I don't even want to get into the logistics of we it. We should make that a drinking podcast where, like, we have you guys on and we're all drinking. Whoa. That'll be really fucking fun. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, might have to make that kind of short because us all drinking. <laughs> I feel like that's going to be a three-hour episode. Yeah, it's going to be a lot going on. <laughs> well, buddies, thank you for listening. Let us know what you guys think. 
about uh, AFI. Do you guys like AFI? Do you know this album? Do you like it? What would you rate it? Leave it in the comments, man. We're on Instagram at EVPCast, uh, YouTube, Earbuds Podcast. Just look us up. You'll find us on every streaming platform and everything. Like, Tell your friends about it. Um, rate our podcast and let us know what you guys think. Let us know what albums of AFI's new shit that we should fucking check out. Yep. Because I know that there's a lot of good stuff out there that I have not given the time of day. Um, and thanks again, Andy. Thanks for joining, yeah, dude. Thank you. This thank is you. awesome. Uh, I don't know what album we're talking about next, but I think it's my pick. I'm pretty sure. No, I think it's Brett's pick, actually. Uh, but uh, we will figure it out. and we'll we will See what he brings to the know. table. Yeah. Um, he, he always surprises me. But yeah, man, uh, I actually am like 30 minutes late to a party. Oh, dang. so <laughs> I'm gonna have to get that. I'm gonna have to here. go. But uh, thanks again, dude, and thanks for listening, buddies. And uh, Andy, this uh, this was good. Yeah, this was good stuff. As this always, was good. Uh, bye, buddies. Bye. And a three, and a two, and a one. <laughs>